Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. All right. So, right off the bat, I'm so prepared today that I'm going to drop the link to today's article right in the comments, right off the bat. Nice. Yes. Okay, goodbye. Okay. So, have fun reading it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, actually, it is worth actually, reading. Actually, it is worth um, reading. Yeah, for sure. If, you, if you've if you got a few minutes to put together to um, to go look at this, uh, we're going to give you the, the details here, the important part um, uh, of, of this particular study and everything really that you need to know. But it's not a bad idea to go check the study out and see, uh, see what you can learn from it. So, mm-hmm. welcome. This is the Laser Therapy Institute podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and certified medical laser safety officer. And this is Christy. Christy is a certified laser tech, and she's also the head guru honcho of doing all of our online course development. Um, and I always have to say it's teamwork. Well, it is teamwork, so. but uh, that's how we that's how we make that's excellent we online that's coursework. Yep, for our docs. So if you're a doctor, you want to get involved with uh, getting trained for your use of laser therapy devices, get a hold of us. At least go check out our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. There's a ton of free resources. Um, there's additional research reviews, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. And, of course, this podcast, uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places. Spotify. Everywhere. Pandora. Yep. All of it. Um, so scroll through the episode, see if you find mm-hmm. something that's interesting. This is one of several episodes where we are talking about diabetic neuropathy. And right. simply because there's no good solutions for neuropathies out there. Other than laser, really. Right. I mean, there, there's a couple other things. Uh, PRP is an up-and-coming thing mm-hmm. um, that hopefully we get to see more and more research on. Uh, you know, there are, there is some evidence that things like scrambler therapy uh, can be good, TENS units basically, uh, but less so than laser therapy. Mm-hmm. And if you are working with laser therapy already, you should be treating neuropathy patients because it can do amazing things for them. Mm-hmm. Amazing things. Yeah. So. You've seen it. You've, I've seen you've done it. it. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed it. It's just amazing. So. Well, the title of today's episode um, is uh, nerve, uh, neurovascular, excuse me, neurovascular improvement with laser therapy. So we're not just talking about pain relief. Because I think at this point, if you've been paying attention to laser therapy research mm-hmm. at all, you know laser therapy can reduce nerve pain. Right. Absolutely. Right. How does it do it, and are there other benefits? That's a question this article answers. And this is a little bit older article from 2012, the Journal of Advanced Research. The title of the article is, Effect of Low-Level Laser Therapy on Neurovascular Function of Diabetic Peripheral Neuropathy. It came out of Cairo University. And uh, is it's really one of the main rundowns that I have seen to not only talk about pain, but also what else changes when you apply laser to someone who's got diabetic neuropathy. So what is diabetic neuropathy? Well, most of us learn about it in school, <laughs> but it is a uh, damage to the small peripheral nerves um, that causes burning and stinging pain happens more often in the feet than Mm -hmm. it does with the hands but can happen in both stocking and glove type distribution so we're not a not a mono neuropathy like carpal tunnel syndrome 
or Bell's mm-hmm. palsy. Right. And this is a a uh, polyneuropathy. So diabetic neuropathy in particular. So let's talk a little bit about this condition first. Um, if you're in the United States, uh, this is a major issue. It's getting worse every year. There are more and more diabetics. Mm-hmm. There are more and more o- obesity right. problems that we're dealing with. And therefore, there are more and more of these diabetic neuropathies as well. Mm-hmm. So they say diabetic neuropathy is frequently the most common microvascular complication of both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. It is thought to be progressive and irreversible. When they say it is thought to be, I mean, that's what I was taught in school. It is progressive and it is irreversible. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we know that's not necessarily the case anymore. Right. Thought yeah. to be. Thought to be. Right. To be. Exactly. Uh, I'm, Throwing some, I'm, I'm hung some up doubt on in that, there already. That thought to be. Thought like, to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thought to be. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're going to run into uh, a lot of patients that have been told that it's irreversible, it's going to get worse, there's nothing they can do, um, which is a little bit depressing maybe. Well, we know there are a few things that people can do, you know, control with diet and that sort of thing. However, once the neuropathy is there, you wonder, is right. this going to change? But, right. But there is hope. And, and that's actually, mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up, because every time we talk about diabetic neuropathy here on the podcast, we have to emphasize the importance of controlling the diet, controlling the sugars, mm-hmm. because that's what drives the inflammatory destruction of these nerves. Mm-hmm. If you have that, if you have a patient who won't stop what they're doing, who won't get on the right medications, or who won't change their diet, who won't lose weight, who won't be active, you are better off not treating them in a lot of cases because you're not going to see good progress in most cases. Now, if you've got somebody who's honestly trying to make the changes they need to, um, start them on care because you will at least be helping to prevent further damage and you'll be able to keep an eye on them and help them make those lifestyle changes that they are supposed to be making i think you just brought up a good point further damage you know sometimes the damage is there but we can prevent it from getting worse and you know with this hopefully even getting better right because it is it's thought to be progressive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Neuropathy itself is a consequence of peripheral nerve injury derived from microangiopathy of the vasa nervovum. Nervorum. Hmm, I knew I was going to screw that word up. <laughs> Loss of axons and axonal atrophy as a result of the combination of different mechanisms of tissue damage. All nerve fibers may be injured. So, not just sensation nerves, but mm-hmm. all nerve fibers, including motor nerves, including autonomic nerves things that control bowel and bladder. Now, we're not talking about that today, but you can have bladder dysfunction due to an autonomic neuropathy that is diabetic-related. You can also have cardiac problems due to Mm -hmm. neuropathy. I'd heard of that, but I hadn't heard of the other. Mm -hmm. So that's a new, for me. For a lot of people. For me, that's a new concept. Yeah. So So. if if you have a neuropathy patient, if you have somebody with diabetic neuropathy pain in the feet, or the hands, or both, you should be examining their motor strength as well to see if those axons are affected, to see if those nerves are affected. You should also be checking their entire system. You should be running blood work because you can have these autonomic and motor effects, and a lot of times they are overlooked because the patient is so focused on the pain. Mm -hmm. Or they have a 
primary care or a neurologist who's not necessarily doing the hard work of tracking the rest of the stuff down because you can absolutely have all three motor sensory and autonomic neuropathies happening wow. in these patients wow. if that's happening you need to know about it because mm -hmm. autonomic neuropathies can be life-threatening i mean and, and these diabetic neuropathies that are the the sensory neuropathy side can be extremely severe too mm -hmm. they go on to say that um in association with neuropathy disturbed microcirculation is responsible for the development of diabetic gangrene ulcers and infections of skin and bone in long-standing mm -hmm. diabetic patients mm -hmm. it was not just pain right. we are talking about significant loss and disability um and in some cases amputation for patients with these problems um so this is serious stuff. It's Very not just serious. somebody who's got some tingling in their feet. No, and we've seen the extremes. Mm -hmm. We have seen the extremes. So, In long-standing diabetic neuropathy, they say that not only does the nerve actually die, but the repair mechanisms of nerve regeneration are also defective, impaired. Mm -hmm. So not only do you lose a nerve, but you lose the ability to maintain and repair whatever nerve you have left. Mm -hmm. So... Serious problems here. And, and yeah, we've seen serious cases. Mm -hmm. We've seen some that are early. We've seen some that have been around for a long time. We've seen wounds, diabetic right. wounds that will not heal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's significant stuff. It is life-altering for mm -hmm. patients. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, current estimates right now are that about 20 million Americans have diabetic neuropathic pain excuse me neuropathic pain from a variety of causes but diabetes is the main cause mm -hmm. how many of those could potentially have autonomic problems or motor problems that don't involve the sensory system or not severely enough for them to be noted you know i mean there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of this going on wow so almost really no matter what kind of healthcare practice you're in whether you're a physical therapist chiropractor dentist uh primary care doc Oncologist. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have a lot of patients who have this stuff going on. Be a part of their advocacy. Yes. Be a part of their care plan. Dig yes. in and make sure they're getting the care they need. You can be changing the rest of their life if you just help them mm -hmm. with these problems. And again, right. the best thing they can do, get a hold of their diet. Mm -hmm. Fix that because that will prevent this from getting you know significantly worse rapidly. Right. right. Wow. Do we have any good news? <laughs> well, we got more bad news first before we get to the good news. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, there is more yeah. bad news. So well, it is a serious thing. And, yeah. And it affects, like you're just saying, so many people. And we need to get on it. We yeah. need to, you know, unfortunately, our society is not helping with the types of choices we no. have. No. Readily available. And so it does take some work. Diet is especially challenging right. for people. Not only are most people not informed mm -hmm. or educated on how to even make good choices, but we are constantly thrown things with sugar. I mean, it's just in your face all day long. And I count sugar as poison. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. It's just not healthy. No, there's really no reason to have sugar refined sugars refined in the diet sugars. right yeah. simple carbs absolutely mm -hmm. oh yeah um mm -hmm. you know low doses of of you know natural sweeteners mm -hmm. sure you can get away with some of that but it's generally just a bad idea to have sugar coming in right it doesn't do anything positive for the body no so 
What do we know about the standard of care for neuropathy pain? What, what is the typical treatment for that? Do you know? Uh, medications. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> with, right. With many, many side effects. With many side effects. So, This study says uh, that current therapy for diabetic peripheral neuropathy is purely symptomatic, aiming to relieve the pain through the administration of various analgesic drugs. These drugs are effective, but no more than 40 to 60% of patients show adequate symptomatic relief. <laughs> Moreover, these drugs are frequently associated with central nervous system side effects and do not slow the progression of the underlying neuropathy. So not only do a lot of people not feel better, but it does nothing to prevent it from getting worse. That's very discouraging. Yeah. That's very discouraging because you want to think that what you're doing is going to help the situation. Right. And that's what we're fed, basically, the information we're fed. But there are other things that can be done to prevent and and heal there are so we're going to talk about them here today but this, this i mean this kind of stuff right here is is why patients get so such bad news when mm -hmm. they talk to a neurologist about about neuropathy and they're you know usually just handed this diagnosis and said well it's going to get worse mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it um take these pain meds for the rest of your life maybe the work Whatever. <laughs> I mean, that, well, it, that's yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, maybe they'll work. They'll mask the pain for a short time, but mm -hmm. then your body becomes accustomed to that masking, and then it yeah, just starts. Yeah, in some cases. It might, you know, you'd have to either take more mm -hmm. or take something different with different side effects, and then you have yeah. to take medication for those side effects, and it just spirals. Well, yeah, it so. does. And, and and the longer you take some of these medications, the, the more the side effects can be present, too. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, if you only had to take the medications for a few months and then it would resolve your pain, I'd be a lot less worried about this kind of thing, but that's not the case. Mm -hmm. uh, Neurotin, uh, which is gabapentin, uh, Lyrica, mm -hmm. Cymbalta, those all have nervous system effects that become more pronounced the longer you take them. I've seen mm -hmm. patients that were on uh, Neurotin in particular for 15 years mm -hmm. for the nerve pain, and you're just basically losing their minds. Mm. I mean, just... yeah memory problems personality problems all kinds of stuff that starts piling up um and it wasn't even that effective for him wow. you know so that is unsatisfactory to me and it should Definitely. be unsatisfactory to you yeah. uh, it should be unsatisfactory to anybody mm -hmm. who cares for patients if you've mm -hmm. got you know a problem well, patients like that. or loved ones you know yeah so yep it's yeah yeah, if your family member was going through something like this, would you be happy just handing them a diagnosis label and a medication and being like, well, good luck? There's nothing else to be done. That's what's happening every day, though. That just decreases your quality of life right there. Mm -hmm. you know, Big time. So. so let's talk about the good news then, Okay. since we handled most of the bad news. So uh, researchers knowing all this and staying, stating all this said, okay, let's – we know that laser therapy has been shown to help with pain, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in the United States, uh, lasers are cleared to help with pain, at least on a temporary basis, but also to help improve circulation. Again, perhaps on a temporary basis, that's the FDA clearance. But we know more from the research uh, than simply what the FDA clearance mm -hmm. says. So that this is some of that research. So these, these, uh, these researchers went ahead and collected 30 patients, which is a small group, mm -hmm. but still, this is a pretty intensive study. So, small group who had long-standing type 2 diabetes, more than six months, 
and complained of burning pain with paresthesia in both legs. They were excluded from the study if they had unstable glycemic control. Hmm. So if they didn't have their stuff together, mm-hmm. they weren't in the study. Okay. Again, that's the most important first step you need to take is to get these patients under control. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, there's no reason to even do this. No. And these researchers knew that. And they said, if you're not, if you don't have yourself controlled, then it's not happening. So they took these patients and they uh, did some testing. They tested for pain intensity, which is subjective. They also tested for peroneal and sural nerve conduction, as well as foot microcirculation in the skin, microcirculation in the skin. So they checked this before, and then they applied laser therapy with a device that can do um, 850 nanometer infrared light, uh, continuous wave, max power of about 10 watts. Now, this particular laser that they use is not available in the U.S. Matter of fact, it doesn't, best as I can tell, it's not made anymore, but still we can take away somewhere in that 800 to 850 mm-hmm. nanometer is a good zone to be mm-hmm. and power up to about 10 watts. They applied the laser to the lower back as well as to the entire plantar surface, the bottom of the foot. They did this three times a week for four weeks. They applied a decent amount of treatment they were 5.7 joules per centimeter squared took about 15 minutes per zone so about 45 minutes of laser treatment so per just, area. just the low back and the plantar yep not okay. the top of the foot not the leg not the leg okay. yep just the low back and mm-hmm. then jumped down and did both the feet just the okay. bottoms of the feet okay so 12 treatments um uh, three times a week four weeks and then they redid uh, testing afterward to see what the results were. So again, I already said we know that laser therapy helps with pain, right? Mm-hmm. We know that that's a, that's a fact. Um, so in this case, patients getting laser therapy saw a twenty six point four percent decrease in pain. Okay, it's pretty good. That is good. Twenty six percent in in, a, in the course of just four weeks of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, now if if that was what you were getting out of pain medications and you had to stay on that, I mean, that's that's a significant amount of pain relief, but it's not mm-hmm. a huge amount. Right. The nice thing that we know from other studies and from clinical experience is that if you continue on with care, pain continues to drop. Mm-hmm. And then it stays down, even once you discontinue laser. I was going to say that once you discontinue the treatment, mm-hmm. it still is decreasing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead of ongoing medication. Right. So right there, that's an advantage. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might be time demanding. It might be a little more expensive for the patient than the medications, or maybe not. But well, when you think long term, right, you're not paying for medication for your life. Right, you're not paying for laser. You're not paying for laser for your whole life. So I mean, you would be paying for medication. You would be. And so there's an ongoing expense, whereas laser therapy is a short term Mm -hmm. um, expense. Yep, short term expense. And then as long as you maintain your your right. dietary control mm-hmm. uh, in in at least what most of the research says you're going to be pretty good mm-hmm. um it may not be perfect but it'd be significantly better without having to use ongoing meds right, right. so that's important that they got that that pain relief mm-hmm. but again we they tested microvascular circulation they tested nerve conduction as well the skin microvascular circulation improved by 35.8 percent in the laser group, not in the control group. Wow. That's a big change. That's because huge. that goes back to what we talked about just a little bit ago, where disturbed microcirculation 
is responsible for those development of diabetic gangrene, ulcers, and infections mm -hmm. of the skin and bone. So, big improvement. Mm -hmm. Real big improvement in just four mm -hmm. weeks. That's Guess what amazing. medications don't do? They don't do any of that repair. No. They just mask the pain. Yep. So, does it really help with the infections? Does it help with wounds? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. But this does. This does. Because it improves it's... skin microcirculation by a large amount in just four weeks. You would consider that regeneration? Yes, I would. Mm -hmm. I would. Absolutely. With the circulation, regeneration, healing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, check this out. <laughs> so in 73% of these patients, the sural nerve was dead. Zero activity. Mm -hmm. No transmission. No wonder people felt like crap. Wow. But every single person in the laser therapy group in this study had function return in the sural nerve after it was completely dead. 100% of patients who got laser had nerve function return in a nerve that was previously dead. That speaks very loudly to the benefit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take something dead and revive it, restore it. Yep. That's and you amazing. throw in, you're getting you that microcirculation get, yep. improvement as well. Yeah, this, yep. this is heavy-duty regeneration it, right here. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the peroneal nerve function also improved well. The sural nerve was one that was really like, remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, peroneal nerve function increased as well. So not only did people get less pain and better nerve conduction. I mean, we we're just bringing dead nerves back to mm -hmm. life, uh, improving the transmission rate, um, and improving the circulation to the skin. I mean, this is reversal of this condition mm -hmm. is what it is. Not completely in four weeks, but significantly. Well, you take four weeks and you extend that a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Just think of the the reversal and the repair and the regeneration that can happen. Right. That's, that's very encouraging. That yeah, is. And gives people hope. Yeah. So... And, and you don't want to overpromise no. on this stuff. No. But if you can just get a patient to commit to four weeks mm -hmm. of care, they are probably going to see significant changes, mm -hmm. significant improvements. Again, there's only 26% improvement in pain, so that's taking somebody maybe from an 8 out of 10 to a 5 out of 10. However... Look at the other benefits. I mean, you can't just look at right. one piece of it. You have to kind of look at the whole and, yes. and really consider all of that and then know what could happen beyond right mm -hmm. most of us in clinic are not testing microcirculation mm -mm. but realize that you're going to see changes in skin color warmth um, sensation the ability to feel things you couldn't before so uh, if you're a clinician and you're using laser therapy for your neuropathy patients yes you need to chart pain mm -hmm. however chart function as well mm -hmm. right do your Wartenberg wheel so you can check for pinprick, you know, uh, do vibration to test for large fiber. You need to do these additional tests because patients will see more improvement there as well. Mm -hmm. And they may not want to continue with care if they got, I mean, I think that's a significant amount of pain relief in just mm -hmm. four weeks. But they may yeah. say, well, you know, that's good enough for me. It was pretty okay, but eh, it takes a lot of time to come in here and get this done. If you can show them that they're getting improvements in their function as well, that will help 
to encourage them to keep going. Mm -hmm. And you would like them to keep going because even though this study doesn't necessarily cover what goes on further, I'm going to tell you from clinical practice, you do this in the first four weeks and then you gradually taper them out of care, the improvements are astonishingly good. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about another six to 12 treatments after this, you know, less and less often. And the improvements are maintained and they are excellent and the patient's health is improved. We had one diabetic type one patient who, uh, he was in his mid forties, mid forties when he came to see us. This was about five years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, maybe six years ago now, we were earlier on. And um, he'd already lost several toes. Mm-hmm. He had some significant color changes to the feet and lower legs. Mm-hmm. So he's a white guy and his, I mean, brown, a lot of brown changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot think of the name for that. There's a there's a technical name. We'll have to come back and post it later. Don't, but don't look to me for that technical <laughs> name. <laughs> um, but but the change in skin color alone over a period of about six weeks was insane, mm-hmm. insanely good. And the reason that we were working on him because he had just had a new wound open up and he was terrified he was going to lose more of his foot. Right. Right. I think this, I remember this case. I, I bet mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. He was actually in really good shape. He did Definitely. really good managing his type mm-hmm. 1 he had for years, but it's hard, right? Right. Um, and so we were able to get that wound to heal. Mm-hmm. We were able to reduce his pain. We saw visibly, mm-hmm. could see the changes in the skin. Mm-hmm. Warm feet instead of cold. Right. Massive changes for this guy. We saw him again about a year later um, because he had, I think he had another wound that mm-hmm. had, started up um because he did something silly he was uh oh he was pushing he was pushing a piece of equipment yeah and um he didn't have good shoes on and he ended up rubbing Rubbing. basically Mm -hmm. uh, a wound into the bottom of his foot we saw him a handful of times Mm -hmm. healed right up he's out the door right yeah right now it is so encouraging to hear this research um my question is you know, you talked about the laser unit they used mm-hmm. might not be available in in the U.S. Yeah. What about the, you know, the class four lasers that are available now? Yeah. So uh, basically, if you want to replicate this research, what these researchers did, it's pretty simple. You need a wavelength of about 850, although we know that between about 790 nanometers and 850 nanometers, the effects are very similar. So somewhere in that 790 nanometers to... 850 nanometers should work. Mm-hmm. Power settings on this class four laser they used was about 10 watts uh, at its peak. It's probably end up a little bit lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to do enough dosage that you're getting to about five, six, seven joules per centimeter squared. That's going to help you basically replicate what these researchers did. So set your laser to have, you know, or, or get a laser that has that correct wavelength. That's your first step. Make sure that you can deliver that five to seven joules per centimeter squared uh, in you know fifteen minutes or less, and you should be set. Okay. You know, um, now per centimeter squared, most of the time, most patients you're going to be talking about two hundred or so centimeters squared for the bottom of a foot, mm-hmm. um, and about the same for the back. So you you know that's two hundred centimeters, two hundred, two hundred, six hundred. Uh, square centimeters. If you can deliver that la- that light uh, a bit faster, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the best lasers out there right now, class four lasers, will deliver that light in a lot less than fifteen minutes. So you're not spending forty five minutes doing that. Well, that's kind of where I was headed. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get units where it, it will be less time 
for the patient, right? More efficient for the clinic. Yeah. Um, you know that sort of thing. So I've got a laser here right now that can do a treatment like this in about six minutes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, you know it can be actually could do it a little bit faster than that if we want it to. Could be very very good. Uh, we have an older laser here that could do that in probably about twelve minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and these are not expensive machines. If you want to get one of the older ones, that it can do people a lot of good. Well, and the thing is, too, looking at the time frame it takes the patient and even the clinic is very minimal compared to the results and the the effectiveness of it. That's right. You know, I you know, I don't mind spending what forty five minutes a week if I had to yep. to to be healthier and feel better and right. You know, do something that will help whatever condition. Right, yeah. So it's all perspective. It is, it is. Help your patient see the perspective on this because mm -hmm. if they're feeling better, then more than likely they're having better nerve conduction. They're having better microcirculation. You know, not only are they just having the symptomatic relief, they're probably getting this tissue regeneration effect mm -hmm. as well. And that is important. It is. Critically important. That's a huge, huge increase. Yeah. Cool Amazing stuff. stuff. I love it. If you want more information, you can always get a hold of us. Uh, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org is our direct email. And again, please check out the website. We have a lot of resources there, um, additional research. If you want to know, um, you know what kind of laser you should be buying, we have uh, webinars on that. If you already have a laser and you really want to hear more about treating neuropathy, we have re recorded webinars you can access right now. Uh, on the website, just go to the, um, I think it's under the resources tab, resources. go to webinars, yep. Mm -hmm. um, you can go watch that right this minute. All we need is just your email address so we can track who's getting what, when, where. Mm -hmm. Because we want to know how we can help you. Yes, we want to help you help others. That's right. The more we can head off this problem now, the less amputations we're going to have, the mm -hmm. less disability all of our grandparents would have. I mean, you know, there's there's significant changes for our society if we can get more of this out there. So please be a part of that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.